Hey besties. We have got an episode for you. <laughs> okay, but before we start, I actually just have to tell everybody something that I told Hill earlier, but then I didn't tell you right before we started recording that I wanted to say this. Oh. Somebody told me today that I had a podcasting voice. Oh, yeah. One of my writers, I taught earlier today, and one of my writers came up to me, and she's like, hi, my name's so-and-so, like, that was such a fun class. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, thank you. And then she was like, also, you should start a podcast. Like, your voice on the mic Whoa. sounds so good. And I, I was like, I have one, and it's called Doobies in a Pod, and you should definitely go listen, because we do not have many listeners. <laughs> we have two. We have very few. <laughs> It's so bad that Kyle doesn't even listen. <laughs> so anyways, I told her about our podcast. So if you are now listening, yay. Thank you. Thanks for telling me I have a podcasting voice. That literally hyped me up so much. She was so excited. I can confirm. I literally called Hill and I was like, guess what this girl said to me today? Yeah. Anyways. Well, like, listen, we found your calling. Yeah, this voice. is my calling. We just got to figure out how to make it work now. Yeah, we still don't know what the brand is, but you know what? Well, the brand's been chaos. It has it been has chaos. been chaos, but, you know, but chaos... But we also embody and, chaos. Yeah, and you, you know what? Chaos over time becomes challenging. Sure. That sounded so <laughs> profound in my head. <laughs> and I thought about, about it, and I was like, I don't actually know. You know, like, mm-hmm. when you're in a spin class, and someone says something... And, like, you're already feeling it because the endorphins are running. You're out of breath. Like, you physically pushed yourself. And then you walk out of class and you're like, wait, that made no sense. Do you Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I felt that in your class when you were at the end of your class when you were like, it's so-and-so's 150th. It's so-and-so's 50th engagement. And then you were like, and thank you to Kira for existing. And I was like, I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these people just got engaged, and I'm over here getting praised for like sitting in the room. <laughs> that was that was well, one of I your. I felt like I was giving. I know, but I felt like I was giving pretty much everyone in the front row a shout out, and like you were there, and I couldn't think of anything to give you a shout out for. So, well, you're welcome. Also, yeah. your tattoo looks so good. Ah, my lightning bolt. She's been healing. She's healed. Iconic. All right, so what are we talking iconic. about today? So today, we're going to change the structure up a wee bit. I'm going to be asking... Teensy weensy amount. (laughs) That's my podcast voice. (laughs) A teensy weensy amount. Is that like an Australian accent? I... That would be rude. <laughs> I don't it's think It's like so. me when I try to do any accent. Yeah. It's just mm. straight up offensive. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So today I'm going to be asking Kira some questions. We're going to be diving in to our little lady in business over here. That's me. That's her. Our little girly. She has started her own business at the age of 18, was it? Um, 16. 16. 17. 16. 16. 16, 17. It how was like... How Yeah, 16. Because today is... This is my sixth year doing it. It was pre-COVID times. Yes. So, Kira, why don't we start at the beginning and kind of... (laughs) I wish you guys could see her facial expressions right now. We are, like, so chaotic. So chaotic. Look at the hair that's attached to my fucking sock right (laughs) now. No, stop. Sorry, I just swore. Hillary shreds. Hillary sheds like a freaking golden retriever. (laughs) It's so bad. It's brutal. Anyways, um, yeah, start at the beginning and just t- 
tell us, like, did you always know you wanted to start your own business? Like, how did you come to start your own? By the way, her business is her swim school, Kira Swim School. Kira Swim Such a creative name, might I add. I also love the little fishy that's next to it on your Instagram bio. Oh, yeah, Kira Swim School. Um, Yeah, so I was in high school, and I was doing a co-op placement at a kindergarten a coop placement at my at a kindergarten classroom in my elementary school and they were just like the cutest little nuggets and I ended up getting really busy babysitting every single one of them because they all went home and were like we want this person to babysit us so I was babysitting every single night and then that summer I was a nanny and on the side a couple of families who I'd been working with for years I'd been babysitting since grade five so I had kind of like a little a little clientele um, a following. A following, if you will, um, <laughs> of six-year-olds. Um, and a few people wanted swimming lessons. I think I had 15, 20, 25 kids, like not a lot. Um, probably like That's a lot. seven, no, like seven <laughs> families. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that big. It was all family friends who, you know, whatever. And I would nanny for a family of six kids, might I add. I nannied for a family of six children. That was chaotic. They were all under the age of seven. Oh, my God. But it was so fun. Um, And then I would go home, and in the evenings, I would run this swim school. I didn't really think anything of it. It was kind of just like, come do swimming lessons at my house. Um, And then the next summer, I did it again. Same vibe, part-time, did something else on the side. I forget what, though. But anyways. Um, And it kind of grew a little bit. It grew to, like, 50... 60 people. Oh my gosh. And then COVID happened and we did a lot of research and we figured out if I could run it and my pool is outdoor and we now know that COVID is transmitted via air, Mm -hmm. um, not via like water or anything, which we didn't know back then. Um, So what I did was I started running distance swim lessons. So I stayed out of the pool, wore a mask and parents would get in the water with their kids if they couldn't swim slash kids would just swim on their own um so because we were outside it was pretty safe it was summer and nothing else was running so I blew up I went to like 200 students over the course of both years of COVID and was it like word of mouth do you think all word of well so my mom always tells me that I don't give myself enough credit for this but truly (laughs) truly it was word of mouth but the other thing that I did when I was in grade 12 was I kind of was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if this was a business. I never imagined Mm -hmm. that I would have as many students as I have this summer, which is, or now in total is Um, 350-ish. They don't all swim with me all the time, but that's like the running total. Um, But yeah, I went out with flyers and I walked up to moms in parks and I was like, hey, my name's Kira. I have a swim Bring your kid to swim at my house. (laughs) So creepy. But you know what would be funny? Like, if you weren't, like, a super preppy, sweet-looking, little girly, yeah. like, they would probably it would be, be like, what the heck? Like, I know, but honestly, I can think of probably 10 to 15 of my clients who I still have now, who I Approach. picked up off the streets, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and then I also drove around, so I would drive to a block and then I would walk all the way up the block and all the way down the block, and I would pull flyers in every single mailbox. That's um, And so that's kind of how it started, and then it grew from there, and now it's pretty much all word of mouth. Like, I get emails all year long being like, can I sign my kid up for swimming lessons in the summer? I'm like, it's January. Just breathe, babe. Just breathe. But yes, you can, but just not right now. 
So. And so did you, like, I'm guessing, obviously, you probably swam for years beforehand, but were you, so when I was, like, figure skating, I had to spend some time coaching as well, like, as part of the program that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, is that similar to swimming, where once you kind of get to a higher level, you also have to spend some time coaching, either volunteering or, like, you actually get paid for it? Yeah, so in swimming, you have levels 1 to 12, um, and then you have your bronze star, bronze cross, bronze medallion, mm-hmm. um, which is like life saving. And then you have your lifeguarding certification and you have your instructor certification. Oh. So you don't have to do it. Um, okay. but I did everything and then I did my instructor when I was 15 and then mm-hmm. I did my, um, lifeguarding when I was 16 and I worked at a public pool as well. Um, so you had like a lot of experience kind of going yeah, into I it had, already. Yeah, I had been teaching for two, a year and a half, two years going into it. Um, so, but I had been swimming since I was like two. Wow. Um, so I've been swimming my whole life, but my mom, like there were so many times where I was like, I want to quit, I want to quit. And now she does not let me live down because no other job that I could possibly have would pay me what the swim school pays me. Mm-hmm. And she's always like flexibility, flexibility, and- the payments, like everything, the, the resume, you know, that's the stuff experience, that's on my resume, the experience, yeah. everything. So also she's the networking, like think about the people that yeah. you have formed connections with. Well, it's crazy and- because, um, it goes so hand in hand with my degree, which is teaching. But last year, um, the practicum office at my school really, for lack of a better term, fuck the dog on my... <laughs> <laughs> that is not the term I thought you were like, going to use. You know what I mean? Like, they just... They really messed <laughs> up. I literally never heard They that really messed up my practicum. And <laughs> a week before my practicum, they were like, LOL, you don't have one. They were supposed oh, to find me one. And I sent an email out to my swim school list. And some of them are just, like, moms. But, you know, it's, like, North Toronto moms. So it's, like, PTA moms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 got, they got some in. Ladies who brunch moms. Yeah, ladies who brunch um, and who talk to the teachers a lot. They, like, all want to be best friends with the teacher. So, um, and then also I have a bunch of um, clients whose the moms are teachers or who work in the school board or are principals. Like, there was one high school in Toronto or, sorry, elementary school in Toronto and – the entire staff, like all of the moms on staff swam with me because they would just talk about it. Um, so I ended up getting a placement actually not through any of them, but through my best friend. It doesn't matter. Her dad knew somebody, but I had a lot of openings from reaching out that Mm -hmm. way. And a lot of people were able to form connections. And so this woman worked at a private school and was like, the principal will take you like whatever. And so, um, that was really helpful if I wouldn't have found the spot with my, my, friend's dad's friend yeah so yeah all connections all networking yeah and so important especially like when you form these connections once you I feel like it's hard to form them but then it's even harder to maintain them and to kind of stay in people's um stay on their good side and to really kind of build that rapport for yourself I have to work really hard at that my temper sometimes (laughs) (laughs) oh if I could say what I wanted to say right now Um, I wasn't running a business right now let me tell you what I would tell you business (laughs) Do you also find that, like, when you started this, you saw it, like, did you anticipate that it would become this big, or did you think that it was going to be some fun, like, thing that you're going to do in the summers, and you're just going to enjoy it and see how long it lasts? I don't remember thinking, like, I want this to be X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I feel like I'm a very ambitious person. And so when I started, I was like, I wonder what it could be. Like, I bet I could, like, you know. And so I think that's what made it so big is because every summer I was like, how do I get more clients? How do I make it better? Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think I ever saw it being something that I was doing 12 hours a day, seven days a week, which is what it was two summers ago. And I was just, like, so overworked. Like, my mom actually says, like, I wanted her to stay at home because we have a cottage as well. I wanted her to be at home with me because I wanted her to like be able to cook me food because yeah, I didn't have to time to cook, to take care of me, whatever. And she was like saying to my dad, like, get me the hell out of this house. She is such a bitch. I would come in. I'd have a 10 minute break, 15 minute break. I would sit there. I would storm in the house. I'd be like, ah, like I'd be screaming, like telling her why I hate everybody. I'm like worn to the ground. So Kids are listening. Yes. Literally yeah. you vibes, but I aimed at children. And then I'd be like, I'm so mad. And she's like, she's just sitting there, like, receiving it. She's like a freaking punching bag. Um, And then I would go out and I'd be like, hi, how are you? And I would just, like, put on this facade. Yeah, and I would just put on this facade. And, like, I mean, I obviously had my moments where I would snap at a kid and be like, you need to listen right now. But, like, for the most part... It, like, it just ran me to the ground. So over time, I've kind of figured out how to balance it a little bit better. But I never saw it becoming what it is. Because um, you start at, like, 8 in the morning and go all the way to, yeah, like, the late afternoon, days. like, 4 or 5. Later, like, evenings. Wow. I usually – so two summers ago, I was working 7 to 9, 7 a.m. Wow. to 9 p.m., sometimes 6.30 if I had, like, somebody who wanted to come super early. And that was, like, seven days a week. And I would have – so I do get 15-minute breaks every between every lesson. So every mm-hmm. 30 to 45 minutes, I get a 15-minute break. But I'm guessing, like, you probably have to, like, make sure everything's tidy and, like – Yeah, I have to clean clean. up. I need to go to the bathroom and then eat something. eat something. And so what I've learned now and what I'm doing this year I'm implementing is I'm doing shorter turnaround times, so five minutes between lessons. But then every, like, hour, two hours, two and a half hours, I'm giving myself a full 30 minutes so I can actually make food. I can actually take a break. Mm-hmm. I can ha- have a nap, like a real 20-minute nap. Um, so that's something I'm changing this year. But what's interesting is last summer um, – my dad and I were talking to his lawyer because we, I start, I'm hiring some, I hired someone this year to help me. And so we were talking about that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, and so we were talking about that and then he was kind of like, well, we could go a bunch of different routes and like, how long is this going to last? Because he was essentially saying you have something that's big enough now that if you actually put some money into it and, you know, figure it out that you could start an actual you know, business, business, Mm -hmm. and franchise it, and you could just have it going, and I ultimately made the decision that just, like, this chapter needs to close, it was a high school thing, there, it's a great opportunity, but I I don't see myself doing it, I see myself owning a studio, I see myself doing therapy, I see myself teaching in a school, I don't see myself running a swim school, and so, it was a great chapter, but, you see yourself instructing you see yourself owning a studio it's just yeah. in that specific well I think because I've just worn myself to the ground for so many years that I'm just like like I'm so glad this is my last I also summer I think like most of the time most of the time we know when we're ready to close a chapter and mm-hmm. move on for sure but I think the hard part is not so much recognizing it but actually doing it because it's so tempting to stick with what you're comfortable with well and it's funny you say that because the only reason this is my last summer really I mean I want it to be but the reason that I'm it's has to be is because next summer I'm in school so the fifth year of my like degree is a full year Mm -hmm. so I can't work so 
even if I wanted, like it was always, it always had an expiry date. Mm -hmm. It always was until your fifth year. Um, And so would I quit it next year if I wasn't in school? I don't know. But when I started thinking about all the things and all the money and all the lawyers and everything I would need to do Mm -hmm. to make this like a, a, like a thing, I was just like, I can't, like, I don't say I need to start fresh. I need to do something else. I've learned so much. It's been the most incredible experience, but I just need to close it because Mm -hmm. I'm going to start, I already resent it a little bit. And so I'm going to resent it so much. Um, Especially when you have like a full-time adult job. Yeah. It's going to be really hard because like teaching, you're literally going to be working yourself dry for most of the year. Yeah. And then summers in your first few years, like, yes, you have your summer off, but you're lesson planning because if I'm in grade two for my first year and then grade six like I can't reuse anything right so your first teaching is lovely because you get summers off and every year that you do it it gets easier because you can just Mm -hmm. reuse everything but you also need a break you need a break and um yeah it just it's not this is my last summer got three months you're gonna make it a great summer yeah it's gonna be a great great summer we'll see about that it's so funny I was like we were my mom and I were driving through the county yes on Friday and literally we got to Starbucks (laughs) across the street it said Canadian Tire hiring I was like mom could work at Canadian Tire I think that's my calling she was like you are literally like you would do anything except like you want to do anything but run the I'm like yep really literally like you are really ready to move I'm done I'm done but I also, I have waves where I'm like, I hate this. I want it to be over. And then I have waves where I'm like, I work out of my backyard. I work outside. I get paid by, you know what I mean? Like like, next year is a great opportunity because you're unable to do it. Like whether you wanted to do it or not, you can't because you're in school. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a great opportunity for you to see what one summer away from it is going to feel like. Yeah. And then the next summer, if you wanted to go back, well, you can figure out a way to make it more permanent, like a permanent thing as part of like your yeah. annual routine. Or maybe you're just like, yeah, no, I'm reassured. Yeah. This is the right decision. Yeah. I think, yeah, I guess we'll see. I think. But I also think like things, things as we have evolve, an expi- like things need to change. Exactly. And like as we evolve, sometimes it's so scary to close one chapter, but then sometimes you need to close a chapter. Mm-hmm. To make room for other things that are coming 100%. 100%. Like, I have time to do nothing in the summer. So, if I want to follow any other passion, um, it needs to it needs to go. And, like, that's the other key thing. I think a lot of times we just keep piling stuff on, mm-hmm. but we never actually sit down to evaluate and see, are we spreading ourselves too thin? Right. I and think- I think the thing with, like, something like this or something that's a big accomplishment for somebody, it doesn't have to be a business, obviously, is, like letting it go almost feels like I'm throwing out six years of like blood sweat and tears Mm -hmm. but it's not because I have it on my resume and it's the first thing every single person asks for whenever they ask about my resume Mm -hmm. I've learned so many things from waivers and legal legal stuff and hiring and being an employer and having an employee and adapting and and, yeah and teaching and you know working with kids of different learning styles and like and moms parents, and parents and dealing with people who are horrible and like you learn so much and so it's not a waste of time and it's just not everything you do needs to last forever is I think 
Yeah. But the also, like, the to. connections that you've made, the networking, the mm-hmm. experiences, everything is going to set you up for the next chapter 100%. of your life. Yeah. This opportunity has been such a freaking blessing. Like, it's so, so, so incredible. Um, but it's a lot. Like, I don't think... I think that's what people minimize. I think yeah. a lot of times people minimize the actual hard work and time that goes into building things like this and make mm-hmm. it seem like... And for some people, it does happen by chance. Like, yeah. they kind of stumble into it. For sure. But for the most part, I think it's fair to say that anything big and amazing that you create, there's a lot of work, a lot of tears, sweat, yeah. sleepless nights, exhausting mm-hmm. long days yeah. that goes into it. Well, and it's so interesting because I feel like all the time, businesses, even, like, I have a business and I still see it. I'm like... You don't understand everything that goes into it ever unless you've done that exact thing. Mm-hmm. So I would teach from 7 to 9, 7 to 8.30, and then at 8.30 p.m. I would open my laptop and I'd have to respond to 30 emails and 25 mm-hmm. texts and figure out booking for the next week. And I used to do all the booking myself. Like I used to not use um, – I now use Calendly, but – I used to use nothing. So when somebody wanted to book, they had to text me. And then Mm -hmm. I had to check my calendar and put it in. So I was responding to just like a million things constantly. I would wake up to 50 texts on my phone. And like one was from my mom and one was from my friend. Like it was just like horrible. I considered getting a second phone at one point because my phone was constantly going off. Um, That's anxiety inducing. Well, it also just made it impossible. Like I would go away for four days. And it's like, yeah, you can tell people that you're not going to answer, but when it's people's main form of, yeah, and when people's main form of communication with you is texting, there's no way to ignore it. It's not like email where you can log out. Mm-hmm. So over the past three, four years, I've like, I got my own email for the swim school. That's not my personal email. And I have that. And I tell people not to text me unless they obviously need to. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bit more of a separation now because I can just not open my email and I see the notifications, but I was trying to text my mom and then I'd accidentally open something from somebody else and have to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And it's just this whole thing. So yeah. It's, it's also hard to have boundaries too when you don't have that clear separation between work and life. Like if you're literally mm-hmm. working out of your backyard, yeah. it can feel like you're going to work when you're just stepping outside yeah. to sit by the pool or mm-hmm. to sit by. And when you're working that long hours, like you don't actually have a life. Like it's not like I was everybody else nine to five. It's like I would respond at 10 p.m. because I was still working at mm-hmm. 10 p.m. And I would respond at 5 a.m. because I was up at 5 a.m. And so it was just like... And, like, the work ethic that it takes to do something like that, like, it is exhausting to work a regular eight-hour shift, okay? It's a whole other level when you have to hold yourself accountable. Like, there's no... There's no boss, Mm -hmm. no supervisor. Like, you are the boss. You are the employer. You are the assistant. You are everything. Everything. Yeah, I thought about hiring an assistant, but I'm too controlling for that. I really need to, like... I was too worried that somebody else would mess up booking, so I Mm -hmm. couldn't give that away. But hiring an instructor will be helpful this year. Um, It'll just give you a break, you know? Yeah, just... And also, even if I work the same hours, it's just a little bit of extra income. Because the other thing is, now that we're out of COVID, like, you have to pivot, right? So... I knew that camps were open, schools are going till the end of June. More competition. More competition. Kids are busy. Parents, like, yeah, swimming lessons are great, but parents need childcare for the whole day, right? Like, they can't just bring their kid at three in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I knew that my hours were probably going to be less, my days were going to be less full and my evenings and weekends were going to be jam-packed. 
And so in order to kind of supplement that a little bit, I was like, let's hire someone who can also work evenings and weekends mm-hmm. so that while I'm teaching, I'm at least also getting a profit whatever she's making. Yeah. So. And you get a, you, like, you're still young, right? Yeah. And, like, you started this when you were much younger, mm-hmm. when people were probably spending their summers, like, partying and going to the beach and doing all these other things. Yeah. Like, you were working. Always working. You were making a name for yourself, getting all the experience. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really nice, I think, to have a bit more lifestyle ba- or life for work, sure. work-life balance for sure. this summer. Yeah, I think that will be really important. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, it's a lot, but it's it's something that you, like, it's your baby, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of it, and it's, I'm so ready for it to be done, but I'm proud of it, and it's also it sounds so daunting like oh she's you started a business but when you really break down how it happened and what like everything that I have in place now people I've had a couple girls ask me like I kind of want to start something similar to what you have Mm -hmm. like there's so many moving parts like how do you do it you don't do it all at once like I started with people texting me to make bookings and just putting them in my calendar and then you discovered and then I discovered Calendly and I started with you know 15 minute breaks and then I discovered that you know actually 30 minutes works better for me and I want to have smaller five minute increments and I started with you know dealing with parents in x y and z way having everything go through text and now I have a private a private email for it and so um I developed the Instagram account I have different payment methods I was Mm -hmm. doing monthly payments and then I was like that's too much because every month it's a lot to go through everything I want to do bi-weekly and so you make these changes slowly you adapt, and yeah. you adapt and so now when I explain everything that goes into it you're like holy shit like mm-hmm. how do you how do you keep track of everything but when you're living it and when you're you're doing it over so many years it just kind of comes more naturally and obviously my strong my strong thing my strong <laughs> my strong my strength my strength strength is organization and so that part was never never an issue for me and neither was the discipline I mean there were days where I was like I woke up and I was like I could literally just tell everybody I'm sick today Mm -hmm. and not where I could just lay here all day and it's in those moments like yes I could but if anybody found out like now you are lying and do you want that to your name and also like how much are you gonna make and you're letting people down and people have plans maybe somebody Mm -hmm. booked a meeting for during their kids lesson so that they could go and do something else and they could be on the phone without being interrupted how much money am I gonna be making today is that Mm -hmm. do I want to miss out on all that money what like so you know it's yes like and I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie there was days where you know I had a little cramp and I was like I can't teach. <laughs> I, I got to taught. I got to taught. And you know what? That's the power of having your own business. Yes. Like, I'm not going to say that in the past five years, I have not once over-dramatized something to, you know, get a lesson. And in that moment, I truly felt like the $50 was not worth it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can't. And part of me, I try not to lie ever about it. I kind of just bend the truth a little. I'll be like, I'll be like, I really, I, I really am feeling ill today. It's like, mm, take an Advil, like, you're fine. Um, if it was important, I'd be fine, but, you know. Yeah. You can't do it often because you don't want to become unreliable. No, and I think everyone has a threshold, yeah. right? Like, there's 
yeah. what might to you seem like, oh, I could push through it for someone else could be, like, debilitating. For sure. Bed bound, for right? sure. And for me, I was, like, my biggest thing was if I'm going to use an excuse like that, one, like, where are you in the summer? Because what if I actually get really sick mm-hmm. later in the summer and I have to, like, push through because I haven't made enough for the summer? You know what I mean? So one part of it is that is, is it the last – few weeks of August and do I really want to slack off in the last few weeks of August is it the beginning of July and I don't really know how the summer is going to play out so it's partially that but then being careful with it but then my biggest thing is if I wake up truly or if part of way through my day I truly truly feel that I cannot deliver a good lesson and I cannot be there is no possible way that I can dig down deep enough to be pleasant Mm -hmm. and to not come across as rude or take it out on a innocent six-year-old yeah. then I will say you know I've got a headache because as and I don't do it often again but when you're running a business you have to balance that you know yeah. working hard but also de- delivering a service that is of the quality that Absolutely. you are being held to and quite frankly the reason I've had this going for six years and I have um 95% return rate is because the lessons and the kids and the bonds I form with them are good. And so if I feel like I'm going to mm-hmm. snap on a kid for something that they have not done wrong because or if, because I'm overworked, I've got a headache. I can't do it today. And yeah. they're always so understanding. They're like, whatever. But and I'm that's, sure, like, for most that's a big people, thing. They would, they're mo- they would be more appreciative to know you are not able to deliver the same level and quality that day and mm-hmm. you will make up for it another day as yeah. opposed to having their kid come and having it be a not-so-great experience no. for them. Exactly. And with swimming, you have to be so careful because so many kids are petrified and so many kids, one bad thing happens, like, it's scary. I'm zoned out it's for so a scary. second and the kid kind of steps off the step and they're fine, like, whatever, but they, they, are, they are nervous, you know? Situations like that. And parents are like, you know... It's a lot of trust that goes into it. A yeah. lot of responsibility. So you yeah. don't want to like be off your game and God forbid something bad happens. God forbid. Yeah. So And I find like I, I relate to that because mm-hmm. that is a struggle of mine too. Like what yeah. is my threshold for being sick or not? Right. And it's like and I think you absolutely will relate to this, but you feel so guilty oh, yeah. when you're not able to deliver because yeah. you're like, Well, now who's going to see my patients? Mm-hmm. And similarly, like in the future, if I don't work, I don't make money. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way for me to have income that day. And that's partly why I want to make sure I have other avenues of income coming in. And I kind of set my own rules and yeah. we'll get to that in an episode. But mm-hmm. it's so hard because you have to, in that moment, kind of like give that evil person in the back of your mind that's making you feel guilty and making you feel yucky for having to take the day off and Mm -hmm. heal you kind of have to give them the middle finger and be like listen like I trust my own threshold I know this yeah I just need to take a a day day to heal recover and go back because like especially when you're dealing with vulnerable populations Mm -hmm. kids you're dealing with people who are sick and you need to have a certain level of focus and attention. Yeah. Like, what if for a second you zoned off and that kid, like, God forbid something ha- bad happened to them. Yeah, exactly. And so this is why I'm saying, like, oh, and over the over the years, I have figured out how to balance that better mm-hmm. because I hate canceling on people. It's experience. It's experience. So 
and three years ago, you know, I was working 12, 13, 14 hour days with no breaks. And I was having to cancel on people because I just couldn't do it. This summer, last summer, my big, 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 big thing was I can't, I don't want to cancel. So last summer I picked all of my days off at the beginning of the summer. Kind of backfired because then my parents' plans changed and then I wanted to change my plans, but I didn't. Um, I just took the days off. So then this summer I was like, okay, how can I pivot? And so what I'm doing this summer is a more gradual release of swim dates. So instead of releasing the entire summer, um, today slash tomorrow booking goes live and um, people can book for the first three weeks of June. And then mm-hmm. after the first week of June, they can book the fourth week of June. Gives you a bit more flexibility. So they're always booking three weeks out. If something bad happens, obviously like two summers ago my grandma passed away so I had to obviously take time off um for her funeral and stuff but unless it's an emergency like that I don't have to cancel and if I build in those breaks and build in those days off then it makes it easier for me to you know that's not cancel yeah yeah because if you work yourself to the ground if you never know we've talked about this in burnout too if you never know when your next break is Exactly. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Because so, right now you think you're fine. Yeah. But you're gonna hit that wall. Yeah. And it's it's gonna. So for example, like June third is my first day, and I think I work like twelve days straight or something, and then I go to Vancouver with my family, and so it's like okay, on my first day, like mm-hmm. yes, I'm working twelve days straight. It's more than most people would work, but you I see my next break. break I know it's coming. I know it's four days long, which is why it's a little bit longer beforehand, and so I I plan that. Um, I wonder if we're so going to yeah. be in BC around the same time. I'm going to, like, I'm planning for the 9th is when I'm. Yeah. I'm in Kelowna, though. Are you oh, in Kelowna? No. Mm. I'll Awkward. be, like, Vancouver, Coquitlam. Mm. Gross. I know. Um, MP's going to. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is she going to Kelowna? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Are we all going to be? That'd be so reunion? cute. We should do, like, a fun little. A fun little thing. Um, do you think, like, for... Do you think that part of, like, yes, part of it is learning the balance, but how do I word this? Like, I don't think stamina is the right word I'm looking for, but I'm just going to use it anyways. Do you think part of it is, like, yes, the experience, you're learning more, how to schedule your time, you're getting better with time management and that work-life balance, but the other aspect of it is similar to where you're training to expand, like, your endurance and stuff. You're building your stamina through mm-hmm. working those long days and through finding that balance. Because, like, let me let me explain what I mean. Um, my very first overnight shift that I ever did last fall, it was brutal. Like, I really struggled to stay awake. I felt like I was floundering. I honestly felt like I was delirious at times. Mm-hmm. But then, like, last night's shift was so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that is the constant exposure to overnight shifts to having to be awake and having like long long days and Mm -hmm. it's not great but you built the stamina and once again probably not the right word to use but Mm -hmm. do you find that that has played a role in it too that like yes you're you're learning but also like your body your mind like your the skills are also yeah I think also things just take less time when you've done it for a long time so fair things that you used to think so much about so my like, like are you how I like respond to emails like more automatic yeah how I respond to emails I don't have to think reread send it to my mom send it to my dad make sure everything's perfect I just have developed a way of responding that mm-hmm. is professional professional and articulate and I trust myself and so I will just respond to emails and it takes me a quarter of the time that it used to it take me because I just do it 
I have I don't have to lesson plan now I just know level one we do xyz this is how mm-hmm. my lessons form out whatever I but don't have to like lesson fatigue, plan you think like- in terms of fatigue like I still get tired mm-hmm. all the time um I think I manage it better I think I pull the brakes sooner than <laughs> in past years yeah. but I think the biggest thing is like yes there are people that you know, if you're thinking about starting a business, yes, there are people who are more entrepreneurial than others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an, an innate quality, an innate desire. I think, yes, people have different strengths and some strengths play may play more to one of an entrepreneur while other people's strengths may play to other professions like yeah. any other job. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it because I think every single skill that an entrepreneur has for the most part is valuable but it all can also be learned the only thing that can't really be learned is like intuition and stuff like that people but and people skills but even people skills like with practice you'll get better at it you know you might not be as good as someone who is a people person but charismatic or charismatic but you know over time you get better and things like organization and all the little all the little things that you don't even think about that I can't even think about right now that come up as you're doing come up as you're doing it you learn those things literally just last night I'm gonna tell you it's not all sunshine and rainbows okay literally just last night story time and then we'll wrap it up so I have two questions for you and then we'll wrap it up okay so last night I'll make it short last night I've hired someone as I said and so um I was trying to figure out how to set up Calendly so that we could have both our calendars on in March, I did this, okay? Thought mm-hmm. I did it, all is fine and well. I've tested it a million times, whatever. Last night, I go out for my grad dinner with my whole family, and um, we come home, and I had sent out an advanced booking link to, like, 15 of my most valuable family clientele because they've been with me for six years, and I was like, yeah. final summer, advanced booking link. They start booking, and I'm kind of just sitting on my computer, watching everything go down, and... I don't know how I noticed, but I noticed that every single time someone booked with me, that availability was disappearing for my employee. And so the whole point was that we could both work on weekends at 3 o'clock, but if somebody booked me at 3 o'clock, nobody else could book her. Mm -hmm. Q, meltdown. (laughs) Q, me screaming at my dad, me talking to my mom, but when she responded, literally screaming at her, telling her to shut up. My brother, who was watching the hockey game, being excited about whoever won and coming over to, like, cheer with me and me literally kicking him in the freaking crotch because I'm like, get away from me, stop hitting me. Like, he was excited. He was, like, slapping me. I was like, stop slapping me. Holding it together with all of my might didn't work. Not to cry. (laughs) Freaking out. Freaking out. It's 11 o'clock. I can't work in the evening. It's not working. I can't figure it out. First thing is I can't connect it to my calendar. Second thing is X, Y, and Z. People are booking. People are booking. Full-blown panic. My dad's trying to help me. I'm, like, snapping on him. He's like, well, you just asked me to help you, like, crazy Mm -hmm. bitch. Like, what are you doing? My mom's just, like, trying to watch the news all calm, and I'm like, ah! And then she'll respond, and I'll be like, I know! She's like, okay, like, you're talking to me. I thought I was supposed to respond. I'm like, she goes to bed. I know, she's a poor woman. She goes to bed. She's, like, sitting in her bathroom. I come into her room, and I'm just sobbing because I'm just like how did I miss this like I was not at myself I was like how the hell did I miss this how did I not realize that this was gonna happen like I'm an idiot blah 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 blah, whatever sometimes shit just happens sometimes shit just happens but 
that's my, this is my downfall with running a business. I try for everything to be perfect. And when mm-hmm. it's not perfect, I lose my shit. And I ended up having, from the advice of my mom, had to send an email saying, booking's not going to go live today, tomorrow at 9am, it's going to be Tuesday instead. And at the time I was like, this is so unprofessional. I hate this. This is like, I can't believe I did this. This would not be happening. This is not the standard that I, that I give to my clients. Relax. Like no one gives a fuck, like whatever. So anyways, I sent that email at 11 o'clock at night and I woke up at six and I came back to Kingston and I sat on chat with Calendly people from like eight to 11 and I figured it all out because I always figure it out. But it's not, you're going to have moments like that and every single business person, business owner does and it's a learning curve. But now I know how to use Calendly. Exactly. So Calendly teams. And now you know the next time in your business and life when something happens with scheduling you're like okay here's the first thing i'm gonna do send a quick email let people know there's gonna be a delay i'll probably cry again (laughs) first like let's be real here okay same i don't learn that fast no my first response in most situations is tears Tears. yeah so i'll cry then i'll send an email yeah every time But yeah, it's just sends email while crying. Yeah, literally, me. I was like, I can't believe I have to do this. I'm so sorry for the major inconvenience. Everybody, like, literally, nobody People even answered. Like, they're like, like okay, like, like okay, we'll do it the next day. Like, whatever. It's fucking six year old yeah. booking. Like. I think people lessons. are more concerned, like, just making sure that the next time, like, whenever booking's live, that they just. They're on, on their phones, able to book. Like, that's, I think, for most people, that's what they care about. Yeah. So, anyways, that's just a little tidbit of... That's a recent... That's a within-the-past-24-hours tidbit of Kira losing her shit that you might want to know. But see, see, folks? It is not all rainbows not and butterflies. No, it's really not. But a few key things. One, you had support. You turned to your support systems. You my might po- have, my like, yelled at your support dad system. and mom, but, you know, you turned to them, and that's... Yeah. Like, knowing your own limitations, knowing when to ask for help. For sure. Two, like, in that moment, you recognize the limitations. Like, you're not going to solve this tonight. Mm -hmm. You need to do what you can. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a breather. Go to bed. Wake up refreshed in the morning and deal with it. Yeah. And I think that in itself is so hard to do because as an anxious person... I feel like I can't. I was just literally on things. my phone for like an hour and a half trying to figure out how to make Calendly yeah, work on my like phone. Like I'm one like, of those people where I need to finish what I start and then I can sleep. Like yeah. I can't, which is why I procrastinate because if I know I'm not going to get that thing done, I don't want to start it until yeah. I have time. So that's my downfall. But like the fact that you were able to recognize that schedule in the time, adapt your schedule for the next day, just pencil that in and then figure it out and proceed with your day like that not only builds confidence for you Mm -hmm. teaches you the valuable life skills that you need to apply to whatever else you're going to be doing in the future yeah but also like if people were upset if it was like a customer service like satisfaction whatever issue they would have been appreciative of the fact that you were transparent you notified them and you took actions to resolve it and all three of those things are excellent skills to have yeah for anything that you do in life for sure so my second last question for you okay is if you were and I hate this question but I'm going to ask you anyways if you were to give any piece of advice to a listener out there a friend someone who has always dreamt about starting their own business whether it's an Etsy shop whether it's a massive corporation a franchise whatever it is what is that piece of advice that you would give and don't say do it. <laughs> I was literally going to be like, just start. Um, my biggest piece of advice 
other than just go for it because you never know what'll happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a given because we're telling you to start it, so <laughs> you should start it. Um, my biggest piece of advice would be two things: don't be afraid to ask for help, and start small. Echo, echo. Start small. Start researching, building. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't start with, I want this to be X, Y, and Z. Start with small manageable things. I want to get five clients. I want to get 10 clients. I want to start an Instagram account, whatever it is. Start small. Um, it'll come, it'll build over time. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, my, both my parents are very successful business people. Um, my mom currently has her own business. My dad has had his own business, I think. But if not, he's been the CEO of many of them. They're both very smart, very entrepreneurial people. And so I've learned a lot from them and I can turn to them for everything. But I also have done courses. I listen to podcasts. I watch YouTube videos. I research. So don't be afraid to admit that you don't know everything because you're not going to know everything Mm -hmm. ever. And use your resources. Use your resources. It can be so, so valuable. Um ask questions yeah my last question is what is next like do you have a (laughs) do you have like a concrete plan for what's next or are you just excited to see where what the next year brings or maybe a bit of both yeah I think this summer is going to be interesting um I'm hoping for a little bit more balance but also to make some moolah so Mm -hmm. um hopefully this summer you know what? What's next is finding peace and gratitude in the summer because oh, the reality that. is that this is the last summer and as draining and exhausting and a lot it is, it is like the biggest, best blessing experience nobody else that I know has ever been able to, you know, have something like this and Yes, it's due to my hard work, but it's also due to privilege and a million other things and having a pool and whatever. We don't need to get into it. But recognizing the blessing and trying, 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 trying to hold on to and enjoy and have p- grace and be p- be at peace with the fact that mm-hmm. it's going to be over soon. And I know that I'll be glad when it's done, but I'll also miss it. Like, I'm never going to have this again. And so just really cherishing every little conversation you like instead of thinking about oh I have to do another lesson like mm-hmm. what can I learn about this kid what can I Maybe how can I, I contribute applying that mindset right now <laughs> what can I contribute <laughs> to their life how can I make this the best part of their day instead of thinking like it's just another lesson because these kids remember everything literally I had one of them Guys, I'm getting emotional I have one of them he was five I've he swam with me for years I've known him since he was a newborn and two winters ago his mom was like we need to cut your nails blah 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 blah. and he was like no you're not cutting my nails I want them to be long like Kira's he was three like how does he remember that like they don't have memories like what <laughs> like how do they they don't even know what they want for breakfast so like sweet. it was so cute she texted me she was like he won't let me cut his nails because he wants them to be long like yours I was like that's disgusting because he's a three-year-old boy and hygiene and hygiene but cute like so you don't know where those fingers have been I know so it's especially with kids and especially in my situation like they absorb everything and so I just want to cherish those moments and cherish listening to them and hearing them and bringing them joy and embracing the moments because when am I ever going to get to run a swim school? 
and work outside. And kids are gonna grow up. I know they're gonna grow up, and I want them to. I want them to have good, positive memories leaving, and I want to leave feeling fulfilled and proud, and like I made a difference in their lives, mm-hmm. not feeling resentful and grumpy and like f this. So yeah, that's that's what's next is really digging into that, tapping into that peace and that gratitude for the summer, and then. Fifth year, baby. On to the next. On to the next. Actually, it's so cute. My grandpa's grad gift to me is a bracelet that says onwards. You're wholesome. Is this the grandpa that, like, couch surfs and travels? Yeah. He's so cute. Couch surfs. He doesn't actually couch surf. He doesn't actually couch surf, but he low-key did. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that grandpa. He was with us this weekend. He gave me a card, and it said, like, all he wrote was, like, to Kira from Grandpa. Love, Grandpa. Um, And then the card was, like, a nice thing. And then he drew a little circle on the card it literally looked like a mushroom with a little like tag on it that says onwards but you the tag was too small to see what the word said so I was like is this a mushroom like what is this and he had to explain to us that it was the bracelet so that's so sweet yeah it was cute so anyways that's me I love that he drew I know I was like dude you could have just told me but that was cute (laughs) oh god adorable okay guys that is the end of our episode yeah wow next week we're gonna do a similar interview style Except I'm going to be interviewing Hill with a topic that is very near and dear to her heart. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a bit very quickly about my med school journey and then chat about imposter syndrome. Bum, bum, bum. So fun, so fresh, so cute. Except it's not. <laughs> no, it's probably just going to be like kind of emo. But we're going to try to make it lighthearted and try to finish off on a positive note. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Alrighty, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for telling me I have a podcast voice. Yeah. And please come back and listen again. (laughs) Share this with your friends. Guys, views are plummeting. Yeah, you guys. (laughs) Full transparency. Listen. (laughs) Views are plummeting. Do something about it. Listen, Kira and I have said if our views, like, improve... If by the end of the summer, well, we haven't actually concretely said this. I was going to say, I don't remember this conversation. If by the end of the summer, we are doing semi-well, we will actually invest in a nice microphone and we oh, will, yeah. yeah, we will we did say that. probably start what probably we need to start We need to set a SMART goal and actually um, contextualize what doing well means. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all right, that's all for today. Okay, love you. <laughs> Bye.